up your right hand to the Lord and thank him. Be grateful that you are here this morning. Some people have desired to be here, but their desires have not been met. Therefore, if you are here, all the glory must go to the Lord. And pray also that he will speak to you this morning. You can be here and you will not hear anything because your heart and your mind are out of the building and out of the presence. But let it be that the time you spend here will be filled with the wisdom of God as you open your heart to receive God's word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We welcome your presence this morning. We are grateful that you have loved us and saved us and caused us to come into your presence. This morning, bless us with your word, with your presence. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be seated, everybody. Well, I'm happy to be here again in the house of God. It is always a joy when I have to come here, and I believe that God has been good to all of us this week. Only two people are responding. Oh. Beautiful. This morning I'm going to start a new series. And the title of the series is Steps into God's Presence. Some people are not clapping because that's not what they want. They want steps to prosper. Steps to marry. Steps to travel. Eh? Steps to pass exams. Steps to get a job. Uh-huh. You can hear them. Yeah. It's amazing. Hallelujah. You know, I want to ask everybody here a question. And everybody should be able to answer it. Who is the most important person in your life as you sit here today? Who is the most important person to you as you sit here this morning? Huh? How many say God? Lift it up. Is it because I'm asking in church that's why you are saying it's God. So those of you whose hands are down, who is the most important person in your life? 
Some people's hands were down. So it's not God. Who is the most important person in your life? Eh? Those of you whose hands were down, should I call your names? Look, I, I saw everybody. I saw everybody. How many of you say God is the most important person in your life? You see, don't let somebody tell you to lift up your hands. Though, because you are in church. If some of you as you are lifting up your hands, you should, you should be truthful to yourself that God is not. Now, those of you here, practically everybody who is lifting up his or her hand and saying that God is important. I am questioning you. Do you understand how important he is? If somebody is important to you, what do you do with such a person? How do you relate with such a person? What do you cherish about the person? Today you are preaching. You see how you are quiet. Ah, I'm asking you questions. And when you answer, that's a preaching. Yeah. Everybody here is a preacher. Everybody who talks and quarrels can preach. Yeah. And everybody knows how to talk. Everybody knows how to quarrel. Some of you quarreled even in the van that you took to church. This morning, you quarreled with the taxi driver. Yeah, you have quarreled with ashes. They say, sit here, say, you won't sit. Yeah, quarrelsome. You say God is important. If God is important, if someone is important, how do you relate with the person? Eh? By what? Giving your time to the person. Okay, what else? By what? You find out what the person likes and you do it. Yes. Look, there look at me. You are this, look at me. No talking. Okay. Everybody look at me. I'm the one preaching. No chatting and turning around and you are distracting people. Please. Now you 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 uh, make time for the person. And then you find out what the person likes and you do it. And then what else? You try to please the person, okay? And you honor the person. What else? How do you honor somebody? You obey the person. Show commitment. Ah, but all of you lifted up your hands. Oh. Ah, why are you now talking? Why are you not talking now? Eh? You see how preaching is difficult. Uh -huh. So those of you who are lifting up your hands this morning that God is the most important person in your life. And it's like almost everybody in the church which is a shock. Because if God is important, if somebody is important, you always love to be in the presence of the person. That's what it is. Not to even think of what the person likes, what the person wants to have done. Being with the person is enough. 
Yeah. That's the first thing. So if you say you love God, how come you struggle to be in his presence? Being in God's presence doesn't mean coming to church. You see, coming to church is not a sign that you are in the presence of God. I'm telling you this morning. Yeah. You can sit here and after, you won't remember what I preached. And what you have to hear and receive, you will not have received it. Because as you are here, your mind is at Serekunda. Your mind is somewhere. Yeah. You can be with somebody physically, but you are not there emotionally and spiritually. As the person is communicating or talking, you see that you are far away. I mean, I have had the opportunity to meet many people. Sometimes, I mean, like as a pastor, you meet people in the office. Even sometimes when people come to your office and you are talking, sometimes you are counseling people. You, I can see that as I'm saying this to this person, they are not listening. They are not here. Yeah. Then there's, there's no presence. So the person will move out of your uh, presence and what you said must be done or should be done will never be done. Because the person, he's, he or she is removed even though physically you can see the person. Yeah. Have you not had somebody talk to you that you don't want to listen? So, you see, you pretend as if you are listening, but nothing goes in. Yeah. I mean, there are some people who have come to me before with problems, eh? And as they are talking, eh, I, I, I'm not ready to listen. I'm telling you. But I allow them to speak. Because the speaking also helps them. <laughs> the speaking also helps them. Because you, 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 you can see that there are some people, they only come to you when there's a problem. But when you want to help them prevent the problems and the issues from uh, uh, overwhelming their lives, they don't. They don't hear. So, that's how you also are. Any, sometimes when you have somebody in your life who you feel doesn't listen to you, it's not flowing well with you. You see, when the person is speaking to you or making a demand or a request, your spirit man doesn't receive and hear. Yeah. You can hear many things being said, but it passes through one ear and goes through the other, just like that. This morning, I'm going to talk about the presence of God, steps to God's presence. Where has God's presence been all this while? Number one, God's presence has been with men from day one. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed 
into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Now, in the book of Genesis, before we get to this scripture where God formed the man, the Bible says that God had created the heavens and the earth. And he had created the birds of the air, the fishes of the sea, and all the beasts of the field. He had created trees. He had created the mountains and the valleys, waters. He had created night and day. And everything was perfect. And the earth needed not a man because God himself was watering the things every morning with mist. That's why up to today, in the morning you see dew. That's God's watering. So nature without human beings can be there. Yeah. The earth will be nicer without us. Yeah. Look at our roads that we are working on. Do you think that if we had not done roads, the, the, the ground would be looking that way? Yeah, it would have been nicer. We have spoiled things. The only thing God needed a man for was somebody to till, somebody to till, to, 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 to look after all the nice things that he had done and to have possession of everything because God was not intending to come and live here. Because the earth initially was created for Lucifer to live here and to be lifting up worship. And because of his sins and his evil, God froze everything and restored it after so many years. And now, he formed man of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils. Now, all the things that God created, the trees, the, 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 the lakes, the animals, the birds, the fishes, and everything that was living. Trees are living things. Biology students. Living things. Trees are living things. Animals are living things. Birds are living things. Fishes are living things. None of those living things had the breath of God in them. Yeah. Even though they were living, they had life. They did not have the life of God. What it meant was that they didn't have the presence. God was not with them. The moment he formed man from the dust that he had created, which is a non-living thing, he put his life inside the man and the man became a living soul. It meant that that soul was the soul of God in man. Yeah. So, from there, you realize that everybody who has life is supposed to have the presence of God in himself or herself. But the question is, as you are sitting here, do you have that presence? What happened to Adam? Genesis chapter 3. Verse 5. Let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. Now, man had been created. 
and instructions had been given to the man. Do you remember the instructions? God said to the man, and he, created, he had created a woman also for him, for him to help him. And God said, sister, go and nurse yourself and come back later. Yes. And said, everything that he had created, he was, the man was supposed to have dominion over them. And he could eat everything that was in the garden, in the middle of the garden. But there was only one thing that he couldn't eat or he should not eat. And if he eats that thing, in that day, he will surely die. And that is the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden. So, Adam and Eve, the only living human beings, were alive with total control and the presence of God with them. And listen to what happened. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now, you see, here, you have to learn that Adam and Eve, they were not afraid of the serpent. Whatever form it had and it looked like, they knew of the existence of other life on, on, on the earth. But they were not afraid because the presence of God was with them. So talking to the devil or the enemy was not a problem. It wasn't, there was nothing to be afraid of. That is why, you see, if they had the spirit of fear, immediately they see the serpent, they will know that this person is evil. But at that time, they did not, they are not eating the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So they knew of all the things that God had created. And they didn't see any evil in anything. So they were not afraid at all. That's why when the serpent came, they did not hide. The woman who was alone did not hide from the devil. You see? Yeah. Because I got nothing to be afraid of. And the reason was that they had the presence of God with them. And God was walking to them and coming to them in the cool of the day. And the only person they responded to was God. I said, when you have the presence of God, you don't have fear. The only thing that dominates your life and coordinates your life is the presence and the words and instructions that come from God. Yeah. Anybody who is here this morning who experiences fear and has doubt about this life and about many things, it is because the presence has departed. You don't have it. That is why the spirit of fear has come into you. The scripture says, God hath not given unto us a spirit of fear, but he has given unto us a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. So you see that Adam and Eve were not afraid of anything at all. At all. They were not afraid of the lions. They were not afraid of elephants. They were not afraid of bears. They were not afraid of any beast. Nothing. So the serpent, whichever form it looked like, when it came, they were not afraid. 
And it was because they knew the presence. They understood it. And they knew that the only thing that matters, if there is anything to be feared, it is God. And this God is your friend who is visiting you. So what are you afraid of again? What are you afraid of? They had no reason to be afraid. Yeah. Many of us are struggling today with fear. You can't sleep. You are afraid of tomorrow. You are afraid of marrying. You are afraid of a man. It is because their presence has departed your life. And sometimes you don't even understand the importance and the relevance. And this is the tragedy of Adam and Eve. Even though they had no fear of anything on earth, except to love the presence of God and to obey him, something happened. And that thing is the reason why today all of us are struggling. And the presence has departed. Ichabod, it's gone. There's no glory. So glory. Now the serpent was subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse 2. Let's read on. Fast. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. See, when you have the presence, eh, you, you can, you can, Satan can appear to you in a dream. He can manifest himself physically. You will not be afraid. He will not be afraid because he lives. He, he exists. He's there. But because of God in your heart and in your life, you are not afraid of anything. Yeah. They were not afraid. You, you, you want to talk to me? Talk. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. You see, when, when Eve spoke, Eve was repeating God's word. But the serpent also spoke and told a lie that you won't die. You will not die. What will happen to you? Verse 5. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, if was in the presence of the devil. And she was not afraid of the devil. Because she didn't care who the devil was as long as she had God. And God was with her and the husband. And even if the husband had left to go and work somewhere, she's comforted because God is around. And the words of God were in her heart. And in her mind. And she repeated those words to confirm that there is something that God has told me that I want to obey. But the enemy, the deceiver, asked a question. They told her, no, you will not surely die. 
Now, God knows that the day that you eat of this fruit, you will be like God. And you shall know good and evil. And God had told Adam, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, don't eat it. You don't need to know good and evil. All you know is God. And you are okay. You have no need. I've given you everything that I've created. I've put it in your hands. I've made you give every created thing a name. So you have dominion. You see, a father names a child. So there's a spiritual covering that we have over our children by giving the names. And you have given names of things you didn't give birth to. It means they belong to you. They belong to you. And you have every right to eat everything. And what is there in the garden? You can't finish eating it. You can't finish eating it in your lifetime. I believe as we sit here, there are fruits that we have never discovered before. Yeah. We are living. Because what is there is enough. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody came and started to lie. And said, no, God doesn't want you to be like him. And he doesn't want you to know good and evil. Why do you want to know good and evil? Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Said that as she was walking, she was not wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat. Are you in the church? Are you thinking about what we are reading? Now, listen. God's presence has been with man from day one. But the moment man allowed the enemy to lie to him and to do what God did not want to be done, the presence departed. The presence left. And immediately, man became exposed. Today, if there is any problem you can identify in your life, the first question you have to ask yourself, where is my God? And when you are asking where your God is, God has not moved away from you. You have moved away from him. Our sins and our iniquities have separated us from the love. God relates with human beings. He doesn't live in trees. 
or in rivers or the things that he created. You see, even you, let me ask you a question. There are some places you would not like to be. Is that not so? There are some places you would not like to be found there. Eh? Yeah. There are some places you would not like to be found there or to be associated with such a presence. I remember a brother some time ago. Yeah. He was sharing a testimony with me. He and some friends went out and they went to this house in the name of going to have fun. Not knowing the house was a brothel. That people had brought girls from another country to live there for prostitution. And they go and have fun and pay and go back. Unfortunately for him, that day they went there. That's when police people came there. There was a raid. There was a raid. And they caught all the uh, customers and the, uh, the clients. <laughs> they caught all the sales girls and all the customers. <laughs> and unfortunately for him, some newspaper guy came to the police station and took pictures of them and they posted it on the uh, newspaper <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he said his, he said up to today my family doesn't believe that I was there for the first time <laughs> I mean if, 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 if you are caught stealing and they take you to the police station and say, this is the first time. Who will believe you? It is not a matter of the first time. The law does not excuse you because you have done it for the first time. You're punished. And your shame is made known. Yeah. He said that he, any time he remembers that thing, and something happens to him. Yeah. Because it cost him his job. It cost him his yeah relationship because uh, they put your picture in front of a uh, uh, newspaper with girls wearing uh, uh, brassiers and and covering themselves. Some of them trying to cover their faces, and the guys too are in the corner. I mean, folding their arms. <laughs> yeah, I, me. I saw that picture. It's like you feel ashamed to be associated with such a things. Some of you today, there are some places you will not go. Is that not so? So if we even have places we would not like to go, how much more God? God is not everywhere. L listen to me. There are some people you would not like to have as friends. If somebody says this is your friend, hey, who told you that's my friend? Who told you that's my friend? Yeah. Why should God also not be like that? Because if we are created in his image. There are things he doesn't like. There are people he doesn't want to be with. And the moment Adam and Eve did that thing, 
there's nothing like this is the first time you are doing it, so I should excuse you. It was the end. Verse 7. Verse 7. And the eyes of both of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. You know what that happened? You see, when you, are, when you have the presence of God, you, you don't care about material things. Yeah. Don't care about material things. What you wear. You are not afraid. You don't have any burden. Immediately they ate the fruit. They saw all the shortcomings. Hey, so we are not wearing clothes. Hey, let's, let's start covering ourselves. And they didn't even have any sense of decency to, 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 to look for cotton. They, they don't know how, they don't, I mean, they have to go and look for leaves and make aprons. If I give you, if you say you don't have clothes and I give you apron to wear, will you, will you, will you like it? Even if it is made of fine wool. Verse 8. Look at this one. This is it. When you understand this part, I finished for today. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So, listen, these people knew God and they were friends with God. And when God comes around, they know he's around. Yet still, they had allowed themselves to fall away from that voice. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. You see, many of you, because you are so conscious of yourself, that is why you don't, you cannot come to God's presence. You, you are, some of you are running away practically. Yeah. You are hiding. Sitting here is not a sign that you are in the presence of God. No, 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 don't deceive yourself. That you can be in your room and can't pray. And can't speak to God. Means that you don't have the presence of. That presence is first of all with humans. And immediately they fell into their sin. They didn't want to be with him again. What is giving us all those feedbacks? Are some microphones on or something? I, I think if your mi- some microphones are on, please turn all of them off. I hear a lot of feedback.
Don't move again. Sit down. Don't move again. All right. Beautiful. So, we have to learn from this experience that happened to Adam and Eve. Up till today, many people just hide. You know, do you know what God intends for you? Do you know where you have come from? Do you know where he's seeking to take you? All of us who are living souls, we have the breath of God in us as our life. That is why of all the things that he has created, only human beings will give account of their lives. Dogs will not give account even if they bite you. Nobody will charge them. Snakes will not be charged. Eh? Lions will not be charged. If you go and fall in lion, then they butcher you. No, no. God will not ask them your blood. Yeah. None of them will account for anything that they have done to you. But you, you belong to him. You came from him. And even if you are ignorant about it, I'm telling you that one day you will give account because you belong to him and you must live for him. Don't be proud. Yeah. Deception and, and evil and sin makes us feel that we are not accountable to God. We are not accountable to anything. We don't need God's presence. We, we, are, we know what we can do. No. Many people call themselves Christians, but they don't have the presence of God. God is not with them. You're calling yourself a Christian does not mean that God is with you. No. Don't deceive yourself. Be serious. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. The Lord knoweth them that are his. God knows those who belong to him. And he knows those who doesn't belong to him. Yeah. It is not for you to sit here and you know, think that yeah, I'm sitting in church or I call myself a Christian. I, I, I come for communion. Uh, I, I've been baptized. And so one is to go through these rituals, that's it. Adam and Eve did not need baptism. God was with them. When they disobeyed God, God, God broke that covenant. And you see, from that time, you see that God was not with Abraham. Uh, uh, sorry, Adam. You, you, you can't read anything that happened to their lives apart from giving birth. In the, there is no record of their lives. Other people who came after them, when you see, uh, I think, uh, uh, in, in, Enoch. Yes, Enoch. Enoch. The Bible says that God was with him. Enoch, he walked with God. There are everybody who had a certain relationship with God had him, his presence. Very tangible. But because of the sins and the evil of men, now when Moses' time came, it was during Moses' time that now God said that my presence will not be with man, but it will be in a tabernacle. Exodus chapter 22 and verse 5. Exodus, please. Did you hear the scripture? Ah. 
Are you there? Okay. Sorry, 25-22. King James. 25-22. Now, listen. God was speaking to Moses. You realize that after the fall of Adam and Eve, God had spoken through uh, Noah, kept and preserved Noah's family. And then after Noah came all these uh, Enoch and some other people. But the real covenant that God had with people again was with Moses. Even though Abraham came and God was with him. Isaac came, God was with him. Jacob came, God was with him. Joseph came, the children of Israel, God was with them. You see that none of them was instructed to build any covenant, uh, any, any tabernacle. Do you know why? Because God's relationship with us is always a personal thing. But because of the consistent and continual evil and forgetfulness, now God said, I want my presence to be in the tabernacle. And so he instructed Moses to build the tabernacle. And there I will meet with thee and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. He had given him details of how to build the tabernacle and how to build the mercy seat, which is in the holy of holies. Nobody can go there. From between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the church of Israel. God was instructing Moses to build a throne room where he would dwell in the midst. So now comes the ark of the covenant that God had with Moses. And that ark was carried and moved over to several places. And anywhere it was, it symbolized the presence of God. And people were afraid of it. And God had decided to be with them in the ark. So the ark was now like something they shouldn't joke with. It, it reminded even their enemies of the presence of God. Because the people were so filled with evil that God didn't want to live in them. So God separated himself from living with us because of sins. When it happened to Adam and Eve, that was it. They were cut off. And when Israel also fell into sin, God removed himself from them. And it continued. So the tabernacle now became a symbol of God's presence. That's why up to today we have the church building. Like we gather and we see that, oh, this is the church. And we have come to feel that, oh, the church is a holy place. That's why some of you, you see, you will dress decently and come to church. But you will dress indecently and go out. Because your mind tells you that as for God's place, you have to respect God. Yeah. 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 You will sit here and behave like you respect. And when we are talking, you are smiling. <laughs> but your real person outside this place is a horrible beast. Yeah. It's like you only behave in the presence of God. God does not dwell in the midst of sin. And so even if you, 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 you have 
he's with you and you do something wrong, he moves. And the covenant with Moses was to bring his presence and nobody qualified to go there. Anybody who goes into the Holy of Holies must purify himself first. Because you see, it's like, I've been with you, but you don't cherish it. You don't know who I am and what I have done. When Job fell into a, 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 a temptation and he was frustrated, God began to speak to him. He said, were you there when I sealed up the psalm? Were you there? He was talking about, about, about what he had done before creation. What he did to Satan, to Lucifer. He explained it to Job that he had sealed up the, sun, the, 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 the earth. He had frozen all the waters and there was no light. There was no moon. No sun, no moon. That's God. You have no idea what I have done before. And it's like what you are going through, you, you, it's a small thing. Yeah. You have to believe in me. And, 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 and many of us don't, you see, we don't, we don't have that revelation, that understanding. So we don't respect it. We don't respect it. And that is why even today, let me show you something. Hebrews. Chapter 9, verse 23. Let's start from 22. 22, we, we know it. Many of us know it. Hebrews 9, 22. It says, And almost all things are by the law, patched with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. Now, because of sin... The only thing that qualified man to have God's presence was blood sacrifice. When Adam and Eve were sinless, there was nothing like offering a sacrifice. God didn't need any sacrifice. He didn't require them to sacrifice. All he said was, tell work and enjoy and have dominion. There was nothing like offering sacrifice. But when they fell into sin, they had to teach their children that you have to sacrifice to God. As for me... God will not accept my sacrifice. So Cain and Abel were the first children to offer sacrifices. To appease God. And Abel offered a blood sacrifice which was accepted. And Cain offered whatever. Uh, sacrifices without, without, without say almost all things are by the law. Patched with blood. Without blood. There is nothing like forgiveness. You are, what are you offering the sacrifice for? To ask for sins. The only thing that I accept is blood. So in the Holy of Holies, the high priest who goes to meet God must purify himself with blood and ask for sins before he goes into God's presence. And that is how it has been until the coming of Christ. Who himself became the blood that had to be sacrificed. So verse 23. 23. It was therefore necessary 
that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. What was he talking about? There is nothing, there is no blood that was better on earth than the blood of the son. Yeah. Verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. Listen, the high priests were going to the holy places that they had created. God had told them. But Christ was not going to that holy place with, his, with anything that had been created. Which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. He used his blood to enter into a presence that we have been disqualified from coming into. And by his blood, we now also have the opportunity and the legal right to enter into that presence. And today, because of the blood of Christ, what God did to Adam and Eve from the beginning is the same relationship that God has with us. How many of us respect it? You see, that's why the judgment that will come on us who are Christians will be wilder than those who are ignorant. Yeah. Because up to today, people are offering blood sacrifices to have access into the throne room for things. If they want something, they have to offer blood sacrifice. If they want something, they have to, you don't have to offer any sacrifice. Once you have Christ, you have received and accepted him as your Lord and your personal Savior. His blood has washed you and it hides your sin and brings you into the presence. Now, I don't know why you are clapping, but the question is, as you are sitting here, do you understand who you are? And how you have to respect and relate with God and his presence. Do you know what it means to have his presence? Hmm. Wow. Why would God have to go through all these things? Because any time he wants to make people great and do things, the enemy also comes to bring us down. And Moses knew of all the things on earth that he needed if the presence of God did not go with him and with Israel. It is better they don't go. Deeply spiritual-minded uh, 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 people, eh? they, they know what it means to have God and respect it. We cannot be a church that talks about the things that matter to God, but that we don't practice it. You are just like somebody who also doesn't know it. There's no difference. If you have gone to school to learn how to read and write, and you don't read, for the last five years, you have never read any book. You and the person who didn't go to school, all you are watching is TikTok. All you are watching is foolish jokes. No reading. No studying. 
you are just like somebody who has never been to school. School fees have been paid in vain. Yeah. Is that not what it means? You have gone to learn how to drive. 20 years you don't drive. You and the person who has never learned how to drive, what is the difference? Huh? Huh? Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. When you are going somewhere, then you call somebody, come and drive me. Your legs are not cut. Your hands are not cut. You are not blind. Yeah. You are relying on people to do something that you can do it. When you fail to implement things that you know, you are just like somebody who doesn't know them and doesn't even bother to implement them. Yeah. And that deception that happened to Adam and Eve is what we must be careful of. You see what happened to them? They immediately, the serpent spoke to Eve. A certain doubt came into her mind about God. You see, Satan, eh, you have to be careful. Anytime a mind or a voice speaks to you, about doubting God and drawing you away. Don't take it lightly. There are maybe so many kinds of voices in this world and none of them is without signification. Every voice you hear can mislead you. Can you imagine that there was no human being, nothing, no one. They had not met anybody like them. All they knew were the beasts of the field. And the serpent was one of the beasts. And no matter how fearful those beasts looked like, whether they were dinosaurs or uh, 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 trexosaurs or whatever source existed, dragons and whatever, they, 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 they were not afraid of anything. Yeah, they were not afraid. But the moment... They shifted their heart and listened. They saw God in a different light. Ah, so God is trying to hide something from us. You see, there are people here. Eh? You can be working in a place. Your boss likes you, rebukes you. Somebody can come and tell you. This woman doesn't like you there. And immediately you hear that. You see, you, you don't go back to the boss or your woman, your, your boss to say, hey, I've heard this about uh, uh, me. You start to believe it. You see, that's the power of deception. The power of deception. Now, the person who has given you life, who has given you a job, you look at the person suspiciously. And what do you do? You move away. And you change towards the person. And sometimes when you change, people, your, 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 your superior can see. There are some of you, they ask, you have changed. 
But oh, nothing. You see, you say nothing, but everything has changed. And, and don't, take, don't take leaders for fools. When I come to you, Adam and Eve, you are always welcoming. When you hear me walking in the garden, my voice, my presence, when you hear me, you, you, you are so sensitive that even when I'm far away, you can hear me coming. Daddy is coming. Daddy has come. And you run to me. But today you are hiding from me. You see, you look at your boss coming and then you, you also turn. Take the other direction. I was telling my wife, I saw a brother who used to be in this church. He has left. I don't know why he left. As I saw him and he saw my car, he, you see, he was coming, I was coming. So I saw him, he, he saw me. Then as he was coming, he turned his, you see, he's like, um, then he turned as if he's looking at something, you see, so that I will pass, you see. So I passed, and I was looking at my mirror. So I realized that when I went, then he was standing looking at the car. I said, look at me. Just recently. It's like, I didn't do him anything wrong. I was only counseling him and telling him that he's going to make mistakes. I was talking about his friends. I was talking about his decisions. And when I saw him, he looked miserable, wretched. Yeah. He looked, I mean, I remember how he used to look. And today he looked wretched. Yeah. I was going to call him, but when I saw it, I said, this guy has deliberately decided not to look my way. So I also just passed, just to check whether, yeah. So when I passed, I realized that then he turned and was looking at the car. Because he knew the car. I've given him lift in the car before. I've sat with him. I've spoken with him. He's gone far. Somebody spoke to him. He heard something. Yeah. It, it is always like that. Be careful. You see, even God can be misrepresented. How much more human beings? When God tells the world, be careful, because he deceived the whole world. Look at the whole world. The whole world denies the power of God. They laugh at God. They laugh at the church. There are many people, eh? When they are going to marry, especially some of the brothers, they will come for counseling. Hey, they won't miss. They will sit down. You will tell them the things. Oh, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's very, I'm very blessed. I didn't know some of these things. I mean, plenty of talk. When they marry and they start creating problems and the wife says, I'm going to tell pastor. He said, go and tell him. You can even go and tell your pastor, I don't care. No. Because you see, now, that voice that led them into the marriage doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Be careful. When 
God begins something and let him finish it, ask yourself, do you know where you came from? You, today you call somebody your father, somebody your mother. They will die and they will leave you. Who will be your father? Who will be your mother? There is one in heaven. Who was there from the beginning. Who has given us all these relationships just so that we can, we can also do something with ourselves. And you don't listen. When Satan wants to destroy your life, do you know what he will do? He will lie to you about God. You will stop believing God. Yeah. That's how he takes away the presence. Because when all you know is God's voice, when all you know is what God has said, you're not afraid of demons. Do you think that Adam and Eve were praying about the serpent? Satan was a dreadful person, I'm telling you. But as long as they were created in the image of God, they, the devil did not have power over God. He didn't have power. Because he had been cast down for years. In Luke chapter 10 verse 18, Jesus Christ said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. And the fall of Satan was not after creation. It was not after the creation of Adam. It was before the creation of Adam. So Jesus Christ was there. And as long as Satan was on this earth cast down eh, in darkness and whatever, he was powerless. He couldn't do anything else and go to heaven to try and do any coup. His glory was taken. His beauty was taken. His wisdom was corrupted. He was, he was, he was, he was a, 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 an angel of darkness. He had nothing. So when somebody was created in the image of God, that person also didn't fear the devil. And I, I, that's why, you see, that's why, that's why I believe one day, we will know who Satan is and will not be afraid. Because you, you now have come into a certain perfection that you are now with God and in the presence of God. Satan has no power. When, when Jesus was telling the parable of Lazarus and the rich man, the story of Lazarus and the rich man, he said that there is a great gulf. You see, the people where Abraham, uh, live where Abraham is, those people, eh, oh, they are not afraid of all this torment and all these things that are going on. It, it, it is be, it's like the, the gulf, the, the separation is so wild that they are not bothered by any evil. So Lazarus who was poor, and who was miserable and was full of sores. He was in heaven healed, looking nice. To the extent that the rich man would want this guy with sores to dip his finger in water. And just drop it, a tip. Finger tip. If you see somebody with, with sores, even for the person to serve you, you won't, you, won't, you won't collect the thing. Sometimes if somebody serves you, the way the person's body smells and whatever, you cannot even eat the thing. Somebody gives you a fruit, and as the person gives you the fruit, what you smell from the person, you, you, even to wash it, you, you, you can't even wash it and eat it. You lose the appetite. So, for him to see Lazarus there, say, there is a place where there is no pain, where there is no sickness, where every misery on earth, that's the presence of God, and that is how it was from the beginning. So, today, even though we are not dead and we are alive, you and I should believe that as 
Christians, we need that presence. We must respect that presence. And when we have that presence, we are not afraid of anything. We are not afraid of sicknesses. Some of you are unstable. Unstable. You are swinging. You see, because you don't respect God. You are telling me today that you, 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 you uh, 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 God is the most important person. When was the last time? When was the last time you woke up in your room and went to him to speak to him? Some of you, even if he comes to your room, you won't even know that he has come. At least other men, if they knew. Yeah. They knew that he had come and they were hiding. As for you, don't even know that he is there. And he wants to be closer to you. And you see, when you are not able to build that closeness and love his presence, you find it difficult to relate with people who love God. I'm telling you. There is a lot of deception in this world. Anything that makes you suspicious of people makes you cut yourself off from people. You should ask yourself, what spirit is this? You see, the spirit of God. When you read Job, the Bible says that and God called his children and Satan also came. All the while that Adam and Eve were walking, Satan was around. They were not afraid of him. But the day they allowed him to speak and for them to look at God and say, hey, is that it? You sometimes as a pastor, there are some people who change towards you. And the reason why they have changed is because somebody says something to them. And they forget everything that you say. They forget everything that you say and they believe that lie. That person they've met for a few... Sometimes when somebody is speaking to you, think about who the person is to you. You are Here is God who has given you everything and he says, don't eat this. And here is somebody who hasn't created anything. Adam and Eve, they knew who their creator was. Adam sat down and God brought everything that he had created and showed it to Adam and asked Adam to name them. So Adam knew that there is a God who has created everything and everything that Adam named was what God also approved of. So today anything that has been discovered was given by Adam. The names were given. Documented. So they had no doubt who the creator was. Yet somebody comes. What has he created? What has he done? Who are his people? Who, who, what is he? You won't ask questions about the person's motive. Where is this person taking you to? Do you need a friend? You have a f- friend in God. You say you are bored. No, you are never bored. You have never, you see, when you have God, you, there's nothing like boredom in Christ. When I was growing up, I used to roam a lot. I'm telling you, some of you, you, you don't know how to roam. I know corners. One day I was doing visitation with a pastor, my senior pastor. He said, hey, the way you are driving here, it looks like you have been coming here. And this was far from where I live. I said, yes, it's true. One has roamed here plenty. <laughs> As if it's my neighborhood. Yeah. Today, I don't feel like going out. Because I want to be with God. 
I want to hear him. I, I want to read something in the Bible. I want to hear a message. I want to listen to a song. I, 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 I love it. It's, it's nice. I have a car that I can, I can just be driving around and visiting people and being happy. Just like some of you, you are always, your plans are always moving, 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 moving. Chilling, 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 chilling. There is nothing for God. You don't have time for God. And you want God to bless you. No, no, even today, look at you. A little favor. The life you have, you are not living it for God. If today God blesses you, do you know what you do? Some of you, if you get money today, or you will impregnate girls and cause problems. Yeah. You, 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 you cause problems. Even now that you are poor, all the girls know you. All the girls like you. Yeah. They know you. They are fighting over you in your poverty. Girls, girls are fighting over you. Yeah. Yeah, in the poverty. So, can you imagine a little, a little, uh, small money? Have you seen poor people? See, have you seen girls who are fighting? One day, when we went for the camp, when we recently, the camp that we went to, where I was staying with the pastors, the first morning when we woke up, I was, was supposed to do a Zoom call. Zoom call. And the hostel was, the network was not good. So, I came out of the place and parked by the roadside. As I was doing the meeting on Zoom, I heard fighting. Some boy be dirty boy with some hair, his jeans, whatever. And some girl says that some uh, yesterday he, she came to the guy and the guy had locked the room and the, he was there with somebody. So she has gone and she has come in the morning to face the guy. And the girl was slapping the guy, beating the guy. And the guy now also charged and turned the fight. And people had guarded. Look at it. This boy that girls are fighting over. <laughs> you can't imagine. Oh. So you, you, that's what I'm saying. So some of you boys say, listen to me. Your mouth is sweet. You have something that attracts. You see, it's, it's a gift. Oh. God did not give you that thing to use it to corrupt women. You have nothing, but they love you. Can you imagine if you have money? You will spoil the town. Yeah. Let us listen to me. We should understand God now as young people. Because if we don't, if we, if we don't understand it, what will happen is that it's as we are growing, every opportunity that comes comes with the test. If, if you have finished school and you do well, you will be happy. You are looking forward to the next st stage of your life. But you see, that happiness can also bring you deception. Sometimes it may make you look down upon people who, who, who didn't, you know, and feel that, I mean, you are better off. You see, when you are like that and you are progressing, can you imagine if you get to the top, you would have made many people useless. You would have 
cut off many people. Meanwhile, maybe you are the only person who's supposed to rise and bring them up. Look at Joseph. He understood from day one what God meant in his life. And even though his brothers hated him, he said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. That's somebody who has the presence. He's not vengeful. He's not bitter. Yeah. The presence of God, it tames us. Some of you are very wild. Nobody can talk to you. See, when you sit down, you say you are unhappy. But people look at you and they follow you. You have to see that. Let me tell you something. You have a happiness that draws people. But there is a, a, somebody who is called a liar who is telling that you are not happy. Today that you are not happy, you ha when we come to the area, everybody knows you. When, when we call your name, everybody knows you are popular, but you are not happy. Somebody wants to be like you. Yeah. Because some people, nobody knows them. <laughs> nobody knows them. Yeah. Nobody knows them. It is a gift. It is a gift. Adam and Eve, every beast knew these two guys. Husband and wife. Satan, he told God, I have tried Job, but you have built a hedge around him. So I believe that he had tried several times to come through Adam and Eve. And the only door that he got was Eve. Deception. Yeah. Many women here, listen to me. You are a door to spiritual things. God spoke to uh, uh, Rebecca. He didn't say anything to Isaac about the children in her womb. Isaac, as long as he was concerned as a father, the firstborn is the one who inherits. It's like now Princess uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth has died. Prince, uh, Queen Elizabeth has died. So now the first son automatically becomes the king. Can you imagine God had told her that not this one, but the other one? You, you see how it is? And God spoke to Rebecca and said, There are two nations in your womb. And the younger one shall be greater. The, the older one shall serve. And she knew it and kept it as somebody who had God's presence. And made sure that as a child grew, the child will walk into favor. That's why she said, anything that you do, if there is a curse from your father, let it be upon me. Because she knew that if God has spoken it, no curse will work. And and she was never cursed. Yeah. And the child that God promised would be the greater indeed became the greater. Jacob became Israel. That name, that name till today is the one who was in the womb, the younger one that God said, he shall be greater. Edomites. Do you know the Edomites? You don't know them. No. No. Yeah. Women. Be spiritually sensitive. You see, some of you, 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 don't, you don't learn to wait on God. You don't, sometimes when God speaks to you about some things, some of you are even talking to the wrong people. You are not spiritual. You can't keep things. 
Learn to walk with God. When you see somebody who, the Bible says, and he walked with God. When you, I can show you people, the Bible says, look, names in, from Enoch. All these people, where are they? Where are they? So that you see that we are not reading the Bible in church. Look at it. Let me show you some names. Look at it. Enoch, Genesis 5.22. It is there. Abraham, Genesis 12, verse 7. Eh, brother? Genesis 5.22. He says, Enoch walked with God. Um, Genesis 12.7. And the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to, to your offspring, to Genesis 12.7. 12.7. He says, And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed I will give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. When God appears to you, what does it mean? Charlie, I'm with you. He came to Adam and Eve and they were hiding themselves. He spoke to Abraham when he was worshipping and following idols that the father and the family were worshipping. And God said, move. And he received that presence and that voice that somebody was running away from. And he embraced that voice. And God appeared to him several times and kept the covenant. I am the God of Abraham. God is introducing himself. I am the God of Abraham. Never the God of Adam or the God of Eve. Did he not create them? Yeah. The first living man. Uh, uh, Joseph, uh, Isaac, Genesis chapter 26, verse 24. Isaac, 26, 24, 26, 24. 20, Genesis 26, 24. Hey, where is Samuel coming from? Genesis 26, 24. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and will bless thee, and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. He was telling Isaac, Charlie, don't be afraid. You see, that's what I was saying. That when you have the presence of God, you are not afraid of anything. Some of you sisters, you are afraid of people. You are afraid of your husband. You are afraid of your mother-in-law. You are afraid of your boss at work. You know something? Go home today. Go to your room. Sit down. Open God's word and pray that God should come into your heart and make a covenant with you to preserve your life and your generations and that you will serve him. You will see that from that day, from today, you will not be afraid of any, anybody you are afraid of. You see, it's a sign of your lack of fear of God. How can you have fear of God and also have fear of men? It, it doesn't work that way. How? Can you have fear of God? And you say what? Yeah. I mean, you, you are afraid. You, all your hope is in a man. All your hope is in your in-law. You have mind and your parents-in-law are tormenting you. Uh, your, your mother-in-law comes and tells, my, my son doesn't like this. And bit, you see, when you speak and you pray, that woman, she will not wake up from her bed. 
sometimes, sometimes when some of you, eh, when you, when you become spiritual and you grow in the Lord, you be, you realize that some people cannot just speak to you. There's, there'll be something on your face when they are coming to speak. They are afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are just there polishing and cooking to keep them. We don't polish to keep people. It's a great mistake. Beauty is vain. Charm is deceitful. A woman that feared the Lord. A woman that feared the Lord. She shall be praised. She shall be praised. You are a man. You are looking for money. You are selling your soul. You, 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 are, you are unstable. There is no God. And you want to be a leader. You want to be, you want to be great. No. You will, be, you will be a follower of fools. You will see that, hey, you are following foolish people, but you can't move away because you don't have the presence. Don't have it. Don't have it. The presence was with Isaac. The presence of God was with Jacob. Genesis 28, 15. 28, 15. Look at it. Genesis 28, 15. And behold... I am with thee. <laughs> I like it. And I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. That's what the presence does. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. Sometimes life, eh, you can be going through things, you won't understand it, but know something, God is with me. Sometimes people can just accuse you. Oh, one sister, she was, there were, there were two sisters, we're going to visit a brother who has not come to church. And when they went, Here was brother. So they sat, chat, communicated, and they left. So when they left, they came outside. And the other sister says, oh, please, can I use your washroom? So she went back inside to use the washroom in the guy's place. So it was left with the uh, one sister and, uh, and another church person came to see them and went to report that I saw this brother and this sister from their home. And you see, the church too, when the pastor heard it, brought them. What did you go and do at the brother's place? There's the accusations because the guy was some way. You know, the guy likes women. And he had been corrected for sleeping with people and lying about it. So when they, when somebody went to report that I saw them, yes, I was with this sister. No. They didn't believe it. They, they accused her till she became, she became bitter and left the church. You see, that's how life sometimes is so. But listen to me. Sometimes whatever you go through, eh, it is the only thing that makes a difference is, is God in you. That's why when you are in the church, don't, don't, don't use your relationship with people as, as a ticket. Some of you, if your friend doesn't call, you won't come to church. You are lost. If somebody doesn't come to call you, if someone doesn't follow you up, you are not motivated to come to church. Hey, you, you don't understand God. You don't understand it. You are far from being a child that has the presence. And, I, and behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places without thou goest and will bring thee again into this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. What was Jacob running away from? From the fear of his brother. Because he knew that, look, his mother told him that this is your brother, he will kill you. He will kill you. Yeah, he'll kill you. But God said, hey, 
They may accuse you, but I have a covenant with you. They may say things they don't understand, but I have a covenant with you. And if you understand it and you keep God and you keep his presence in your life, let everybody call you a prostitute. Let everybody accuse you that you have slept with their brother. Before God, you are justified. David had the presence of God with him. When he committed sin, hey, be careful. It's not everybody you accuse, even when you see that they've done wrong. The world likes to criticize. You see, many people who criticize and find faults, they themselves are not morally right. Yeah. In U.S., there was a judge who was known for his stance against homosexuality and everything. They caught him some years later. FBI. He was a pedophile. Yeah, he had sentenced people to prison for sexual crimes and other things. Meanwhile, he himself was committing some. And his own was grievous children. 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 Yeah. There are people who are in jail today because of accusations. And God knows their heart. Don't be afraid of anything. God assured Joshua after Moses had died, be not dismayed, neither be thou afraid. I will be with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. Some of you, when you have the presence of God and they say, come and lead prayer, come and preach, come and do something, you won't be afraid of people who have been here for a long time. Hey, uh, why is Bishop calling me to come and preach when this brother is there, when this sister is there? Hey, remember something that David said? David told Mikal. Mikal said, You have gone to disgrace yourself before girls, small, small girls, cheap girls. Look at me. I'm the daughter of a king. I'm not a, I mean, Princess Diana. I'm not a cheap girl, you know? Eh? You look at the price you paid to get me. I'm not cheap there. And you go, you are my husband, you go and dance in front of these girls for them to be cleaning your face and to be holding you and to be twerking in your face. Then David said, he got angry, he said, it was before your father that I was appointed a king. It's like God saw me as a shepherd boy who didn't qualify even in my home and didn't have respect in my home and he chose me above your father that has pride who has put that pride in you to feel that you are the daughter of a princess and sister if that's what is important to you from today me and you no be husband and wife we have ended and the lord shut her womb forever there was no sexual relationship between david and Mika. ever she never gave birth yeah yeah it's like because he has put God. Yeah. Place God. When you have the presence of God, eh, you not allow people to intimidate you. Sister, you don't change your life because of a marriage. You don't change your life because of a job. Your boss can talk to you and say that when you leave, you'll be poor. Is he God? You are afraid. How can a pastor curse you? If you love God, you haven't offended him. Pastors are human beings. 
Balak understood it. He said, you are, you are paying me to go and uh, 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 curse. You don't know. These people, they don't curse them. He, what did he go and do? He went to bless them. Eh? So that he will be, he, his life will be preserved. It's not everybody you curse. Yeah. Have God's presence. Nothing can overcome you. That's why you shouldn't separate yourself from God. No matter what you go through. Stand strong. Fight. Because one day your blessing is from God. Promotion does not come from a man. It doesn't come from any corner. It comes from God. Who made the heavens and the earth. And if God has promoted you. Who can be against you? Yeah. I see you walking in your high places. I see the hand of God upon your life. May you love the presence. May you understand what God wants to do in your life. And commit yourself to him. And entrust your soul and your spirit to this great God. Who gave you life from the beginning. Who says, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To bring you to the expected end. From the beginning, he's given you a better end. From the beginning, he has planned your end. And faithful is this God who is with you, who will also bring you into your blessing. Receive strength right now. Receive strength right now. You will walk in the presence of God. You will walk before the Lord and be perfected in your ways. You will overcome every fear. You will overcome every accusation. You will overcome every deception. Nothing formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you will condemn it. This is the heritage of the saints. The, the Lord is lifting you up and bringing you favor. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank him, everybody. Lift your voice and thank him. Yes. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Everybody, just speak to the Lord. Look at yourself. Don't be like Adam. Have no fear. God hath not given unto us the spirit of fear. Fear produces doubt. Fear produces instability. Any sign of instability in your life is a result of fear. Don't, don't play with it. When you have the presence of God, you are stable. When you have the presence of God, you are unshakable. Always abounding in the truth. You are steadfast. You cannot be moved around. You cannot be tossed around because your strength is from the Lord himself. And today, Speak to the Lord. Look at your life. Be truthful for once to yourself and say, Where am I with you, oh God? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we bless you. We give you all the glory. We thank you, Father. Touch our hearts, Lord, and strengthen us. We bless you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Every eye closed. Everyone standing. Nobody moves. You are here. Somebody invited you or you came on your own. And you know in your heart that you have not given your life to Jesus. But this morning you want to say, Pastor, I really want to give my life to Jesus. I need him. Everybody who believed in God was different. 
you can't just be walking and believing in other people. You see, some of you were lifting up your hands from the beginning that God is the most important person to you, but it's not the truth. If he were to be, you would have seen results by now in your life. You would have seen stability. You would have seen progress. You would have seen growth. You would have seen that you have overcome. No matter your background, no matter the circumstances under which you live, you have so much hope and faith. You are not afraid. And you are serving God with your heart. And you have seen how God would have lifted you up today. You are relying on your struggles and your connections and your efforts. And it will take you to not. N-O-U-G-H-T. Not. That's the word. If only you believe and say, Pastor, Pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to trust my life to this great God. Lift up your hands. Some of you too, you have, you have just, you see, you have backslidden, but you don't want to accept it. You have, you have gone back. You, it is as if you were not born with the Spirit of God. You've thrown every faith and belief away, and you live by your feelings. You are sensual, filled with lust, pride of life. But today, you want to say, Pastor, God is speaking to me. Touch my heart. God is speaking to me. Touch my heart. God is speaking to me. You want me to pray with you? Lift up your hands wherever you are. Every eye closed. You want me to pray with you wherever you are standing this morning? Lift up your hands. Everybody close your eyes. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, help me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to commit my life to Christ. Lift it up. God bless you. If you have lifted it up, come forward. Come forward. Come and stand in front come of me. Yes. If you have lifted up Jesus. your hands, come. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Give him your Everybody, yes. Join me. Yes. Come on to Somebody's Jesus. heart is beating. Don't deny the truth in God's Let word. Him have his way. Thank you, Jesus. So, my sister, lift up your hands. Everybody join. Lift up your two hands. Can you hear me? So repeat the prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I believe with my heart that you have sent your son, Jesus Christ, to come and love me, die for me, and shed his blood to wash my sins. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. And I receive forgiveness of all my sins through the blood that he shed. From today, I am born again. From today, I belong to Jesus. From today, I am yours. And you are mine. Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. And help me to be faithful until the end. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. Put your hands together. Now.